or Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning and welcome back. Welcome to a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Seems I, to me we, like we, it's only a Tuesday. We just got here too, but you know, welcome. Got one more day. This is uh, Hometown Breakfast Eve, once again, where we start to get really excited, start to look at the menu, start to plan out what we're going to order tomorrow morning for breakfast. Oh, yeah. I'm already fasting. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, kind of me, too, although I'm slowly eating a little bit more and more every mm. day and feeling a little bit better. Well, you had a forced fast. I yes, did, I, I yes, I did. Forced fast that helped me lose 12 pounds that I've noticed now I've gained four of them back. Huh, well, I'm like, how did that happen? I'm not eating anything. You probably needed that just to stay alive. Well, I think I was completely dehydrated. Mm, makes sense. You know, when you go to the bathroom and your urine comes out in chunks, that's usually a good sign from what I hear. Yeah, I've heard the opposite. Coming out in chunks is good is, is a good sign? Uh, no, I've heard it's not a good sign. Yeah, it's not a good sign. Is that what you meant to say in the first place? I thought that's what I did say. No, I think you said it was a good sign. Oh, no, it's not a good sign. Okay. At least as far as I know. And if you don't believe me, call up Nate. Uh, showman this afternoon and ask if chunks in your urine is is a good thing <laughs> he had uh, he had kidney stones yeah uh, man and, and and when he says that he wouldn't wish that on his worst enemy and he has a lot of really bad enemies mm-hmm. when he says that he wouldn't wish it on his worst enemy you know that that was bad you know what's weird is i don't think i've ever had uh any kind of injury or sickness that was so bad that I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> well, apparently kidney I don't, stones is I it. don't I don't like my worst enemy. I have uh, you know talked to women who have had kidney stones and given birth and said that they would much rather give birth than, really? than have kidney stones. That's yeah. It. So that that also See, that says practically sounds quite impossible, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Dow Futures up once again today. 245 points as of right now. Granted, we are uh, over an hour and 20 minutes ahead of the opening. It's not the fault of Netflix. No. Uh, Standard & Poor, NASDAQ both down yesterday, but Dow was up again. What was that, third day in in a row? Mm -hmm. So looking at possibly the fourth day in a row? Among the things that uh, Netflix took yesterday, a dive was a large one of them. What is it, 25% in value lost? They went back all the way, their stock price went all the way back to 2018. So, welcome back to the future, and I'm not talking about streaming the Welcome Back to the Future movie on Netflix. I think it was more like 30 to 35 percent. Was it 30 to 35 percent? Yeah. The last time I was looking yesterday, I was like, "Wow, it's down 25 percent." But yeah, yeah. And once again, in their official statement, Netflix Netflix blamed everything and anybody, with the exception of one thing. That when they did it, I said, "Wow, there's no way that this isn't going to start to cause." customers to be stopping the streaming service so, so it's not them raising the price for the second time in a, in yeah. a short amount of time it's, i mean you you should be able to look at that at some point and go we raised prices twice in the last year and go at some point i mean it happens with everything housing cars at some point people say all right i can't buy a car i can't afford to buy a house i can't afford to keep streaming netflix now i know netflix is a lot cheaper but you know, when you have hey, two if you don't price, have any money, it you yeah. might as well be a million bucks a month. Well, and especially, you know, at at the point that we're at here for the last six months, and it looks gonna like it's gonna be a while with inflation, mm-hmm. you know, eight point five percent last month. 
Um, and we, it may, I mean, we talked about this, you know, at what point, at what things do you start to do without? Because you only have so much money to go around, and we're not the federal government. We can't start printing or, you know, yeah. making more money to pay for stuff yeah, that we want. Running up a, a trillion in debt here and a trillion in debt there. Yeah. So eventually, the average American, like you, I, and those of you who are listening this morning, mm-hmm. need to make decisions about, all right, I can't go without gasoline because I have to go to work every day. I can't go without food. I can't go without my money that I need for my home. Um, I can't go without, you know, medical expenses or if I have pharmaceutical needs, I can't go without those. So now I need electricity. I need my phone. I need, you know, to pay for heat. Mm-hmm. What do I have? Where do I start cutting? Because now my budget every month is down, you know, $150. I've got to, that's got to come from someplace. Keyword there was budget. People have to start living on a budget again and paying attention to it. And uh, rather than just spending money left and right, you have to make uh, Critical decisions. Yeah. Not that everybody was spending money left and right. Tons of people have been making critical decisions all along. Uh, Guess what? Not everybody in the world is rich. So things that you start making, you know, do without are things that you don't need to have, like going out to dinner maybe uh, twice a week. You're used to doing that. Or maybe even just once a week, a couple times a month, you say, all right, I've got to cut out a couple of dinners. Mm Mm-hmm. Where else can I cut? I, I don't need five different streaming services, so I'm going to get rid of Netflix, Hulu, and I got to keep Disney Plus because I got to keep the kids out of my hair. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll get rid of those two um, and save save money there. And and that's what you're running into, I think, is people saying, especially you know, with the price, because I mean, a year ago. I was paying like $9 for the same service right now that I'm paying mm-hmm. $17 for, and it mm-hmm. didn't get any better. No, I'm that's, just, that's true. I'm just paying more. <laughs> it, uh, it, it didn't really have any leaps and bounds in quality. No. So, you know, I, I think that's what you're seeing. And uh, it's interesting. Netflix announced yesterday, and I'm, I'm curious if people will uh, do this, and I'm guessing they will, um, but Netflix announced that they are considering a new low-cost option. So they with, will go back to really with, low cost, but you'll have to, to sit, accept sit through, advertising. Uh, yeah, sit through advertising like I do with Hulu yeah. and a few others. So would you if be, I, would you be willing to keep Netflix if I, you I have would. to sit through advertising? I, I would, uh, if, if I could pay. I, I tend to uh, choose the, the lowest paying option every time anyway. And, and so, of course, some, some of the services I'm getting for free, but I have to sit through commercials. You know, when a two-hour movie becomes a three-hour movie. Right. I suspect, like you, there are a lot of people who go, well, I really like Netflix because I get, you know, this, this, and this on it, so mm-hmm. um, I don't want to lose it, and I can't afford it anymore, so, yeah, if you give me Netflix for $7 a month and I have to sit through commercials, then, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, but that's one of the things that they're discussing right now, so we'll find out if that is going to happen. Uh, other things we'll be talking about uh, this morning, um, if you were, have you thrown away your masks and the garbage man hasn't come yet, you might want to get back out into the garbage and dig them out because the mask mandate that a Florida judge struck down, saying that the CDC had no legal right to have a mask mandate nationwide, um, the Department of Justice will now be seeking an appeal. Because they do have the right to do that. Because the CDC says, yes, we have the right to do it, so yes, we want an appeal. What does this mean for you? Do you have to wear masks today as you get on your flight? No, you still have to do that. The good news is, even though that they are going, announced yesterday that they're going to appeal, 
um, they didn't ask for a stay, which hmm. is which is interesting. So even though that they so are going if, to appeal, yeah. it will work its way through the courts while you are still allowed to be in airports. So until a decision and allowed is, to fly without wearing your mask until a decision is made, probably by the Supreme Court eventually, uh, you can just throw away the mask or at least put it aside. Yeah, I would just put it aside because I mean, obviously, when it comes to court, you don't I, know what the heck's going to happen. The last couple of days, I started to feel sorry. I was, you know, browsing through Amazon looking for uh, birthday gifts and things like that. And I keep coming upon just the neatest uh, face masks, it, you know, because they they keep getting more and more elaborate designs and gags and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, people are, who still wear them are wearing really fancy ones. But that's an industry that just fell off the cliff. Well, who knows? Maybe it could be coming back. Fortunately, most of those people can sew something else. KBOI News Time, uh, six fifteen. Phone lines are open. If you want to talk, we are here, ready to answer your call. If you want to participate in the show? Go ahead and do that right now. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Right now, it's time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian, the place to go for lunch every day. Open Monday through Saturday at ten thirty every day. Get in today and find out why Fat Guys has been rated on Yelp as the number one deli in the state of Idaho. Good morning. We start with the NBA playoffs. The Chicago Bulls taking on the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks last night. The back tap controlled by the Bulls with 20 seconds to go. DeRozan to the rim up. Got it! DeMar DeRozan to the cup. Hits the floor. We have a timeout. Milwaukee. What a play by DeMar DeRozan. He would not be denied. Huge night for DeRozan in helping the Bulls to a 114-110 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. Philadelphia 76ers looking to move on if they could beat the Toronto Raptors last night. Eight seconds to shoot. Harden driving into the lane. Paul Reed dunks it. Reverse champ. This time he went strong and he was able to get the basket. And so Reed with a jam. All right, that series is all over after Philadelphia defeated Toronto last night to sweep the series three games to nothing, a 104-101 victory. And Boston taking on the Brooklyn Nets last night. There are 19,000 seats in TD Garden. All of them have gone unused for the last half hour. Durant's second free throw is good. It's an eight-point game. We're at 110 to 102. Boston ball, 104, 103, 102 to go. Smart pressure in the backcourt, gets it away to Jalen Brown. Jalen offensive end. Here comes Rockets in the double team. They find the cutter. Pritchard dives in and scores with the right hand. They gambled going for a steal. It wasn't there. Celtics by 10 again. And with that, Boston goes on to win 114 to 107. And Boston leads the Nets in that series two games to nothing, would you believe? There are three games scheduled for this evening. It'll be Memphis taking on Minnesota. That game at 1-1, or that series, I should say. Dallas and Utah also tied up at one game apiece, and Denver will take on Golden State. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow morning we are going to be at Granny C's Bakery Hillcrest Shopping Center once again for another fabulous hometown breakfast. Now, we can say mm-hmm. fabulous because we've been there before and we know... It was fabulous. It was fabulous. So uh, we expect the same. We'll be there beginning at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. You're invited to stop on by. A uh, chance for you to check out some amazing and delicious pastry items, uh, breakfast items. They've got uh, different flavors 
and types of quiche that they sell, um, some fantastic biscuits and gravy. And part of the reason is because the biscuits are just absolutely fluffy. so amazing. They're, they're fluffy. fluffy. They're fresh made people, right out of the oven. People who eat a lot of biscuits and gravy run into sometimes biscuits that are heavier than lead but won't go down. So, you know, they defy gravity. And these are not that way. These no. are light and flaky and delicious biscuits, and the gravy is fantastic. And it's it's not actually the thing they sell the most of. I remember I was talking about it so much, and they said, could you talk about some of our other food for a while? <laughs> yes, I could, because it's all fantastic. Stuffed croissants is what I remember. Um, they're stuffed with cheese. You get them stuffed with ham. You can get them stuffed with bacon or sausage. Um, once again, and they come out fresh. Out of the oven. The smell is amazing. The taste is great. They're so buttery, flaky, and so many items for you. So tomorrow morning, hope for you uh, to come on by and we get a chance to uh, meet you. The last Man, the last couple have just been some of our best oh, yeah. hometown breakfasts that we have way. done with so many people showing up. Very well attended. Yes, they have been. So once again, uh, we hope to see you tomorrow morning, uh, 6 until 10. It's another hometown breakfast brought to you by our good friends at Cloverdale Plumbing. I'm sure Kenny will be by unless he's out of town. He happens to uh, shop, stop by and and check out the uh, food every place we go. So hope, hopefully we'll see him again tomorrow. Uh, email in, uh, Mike at KBY.com. We've been talking about debates and the number of people that dropped out of debates. We were talking yesterday about the gubernatorial debate uh, about how um, Governor Little dropped out and then uh, Janice McGeehan, Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan dropped out. So um, not probably going to see the one person left over. Um, and we said one person left over. And, and this one is um, an email that was aimed at me, so I wanted to explain it a little bit. It says, Mike, I'm just tired of even you guys helping this election in a bad way. You keep mentioning three candidates. You mentioned three debating. If little doesn't show up, isn't the media supposed to be truthful? There is more than just four candidates. Personally, I just learned Steve Bradshaw. Uh, I think he's awesome. Why don't you mention him or the others? I think the main reason we don't is because they only invited three candidates to participate in those two debates that now aren't going to happen. Uh, they invited the top three candidates uh, in, uh, in, in the polls, and they, they happen to be the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the gentleman we talked to yesterday. So there, there is a certain amount of level that you have to reach to be invited. Um, none of the other candidates, and we've mentioned the other candidates. I mean, there's, I think, eight candidates still in the mm-hmm. race that haven't dropped out yet. It doesn't even include Mr. Bundy, who did drop out. Yeah. Um, so we've mentioned the candidates. However, they weren't a part of the debate. So that's why they were not mentioned as part of the debate discussion yesterday is because um, even if even if they wanted to, they can't show up. Um, so that that was the reason. As of right now, uh, Humphreys would be the only one that shows up, and you really can't have a debate with just with just one person so they have canceled the gubernatorial debate so that is the reason why we along with if you hear other media outlets saying that there were only three candidates in the debate because there were only three candidates invited. in the debate so, yeah it's I, not yeah there, not that we were being mean. there are there are more in the race but uh, none of them has really uh, made a big splash or a big dent yet and and no that's not their own fault they just uh, probably need to get their uh, message out there a little more providing their messages you know, sane. Thanks for the uh, question. Rel- I hope relatively that sane. Explains that uh, a little better to you. 208 336 3700 pounds, 670 on your Verizon wires. We'll take a break. News coming up here next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 
634, good morning to you. Thank you for listening in. Remember, uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show and do more than just listen in, you can do that. We always encourage that here at uh, News Talk KBUI, no matter where you're listening, whether it be at 93.1 FM, 670 AM, which we are blasting out at 50,000 watts right now. So people, long ways away, you are listening to us at this time of this morning, at least until the sun comes up and the uh, yeah. power will drop back a little well, bit. And then people the other direction will get to listen. You can also uh, listen on uh, Alexa, Google Play. And you want to listen on the iHeart app, you can do that. Um, you can also listen online at KBOI.com. And click on the Listen Live button there. So plenty of ways. If you want to listen to us, no matter where you're traveling, across the country or the world, you can listen. Did you mention the... To KBOI. KBOI app? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Um, so make sure, uh, just make sure you're listening every every day here to News Talk KBOI. Um, it can end up paying off for you, like it is right now, as a matter of fact. Um, for those of you who would like, uh, coming up... Um, as a matter of fact, it's today we have passes to Imtech, Intermountain Technology and Leadership Conference. All right. So we've got uh, a few of these passes to give away right now. It's going on at the Boise Center. You will have to win them this morning. And then after we open up after nine, you can come in, pick up your tickets and go to the Intermountain Technology and Leadership Conference. All right. And here's the deal. You don't have to answer a question. You don't have to be a certain caller. All you have to do is call right now and give us your name. If you would like to do this and be a part of the uh, conference, call right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, and uh, we will give away tickets. I think we have three or four pair of these tickets to give away, uh, and right now, if you want them, they are yours, just as a way to pay off our early morning listeners. Once again, <laughs> MTech, Intermountain Technology and Leadership Conference, going on today at the Boise Center. Absolutely free tickets. So if you've been wanting to go to this, here's your chance to do it absolutely free. Once again, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 641, uh, hopefully everybody made it through uh, 420. You know, I, I got the munchies quite a bit, but it had nothing to do with <laughs> marijuana. It had to do with the fact that in the house we had leftover munchies. Um, since I fully admit that, you know, there's only been a couple of times in my life that I've even tried it and didn't like it and haven't done it for, gosh, 40 plus years. Uh, I, I can't tell you if you have a hangover the next day. I I don't I don't know if if you uh you know lit up your blunt and blazed all day yesterday if today you you'll wake up feeling bad or if marijuana is different than alcohol and and you'll feel just fine I I um, I don't know I don't have any experience myself but I can tell you that I don't remember hearing anything about a marijuana hangover before because you don't you don't get dehydrated that's why you have a hangover after you drink alcohol is you you get dehydrated but marijuana doesn't dehydrate you I don't think well. See, our, our our producer is like, yeah, yeah, true that, true that. Well, younger younger people know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, usually uh, experience in this room I mean, goes. We sit flows, there and go. Flow, flows from our side of the table. Yeah, yeah seriously. To our, our other side of the table, it's, where our producer but, is now, it's flowing the opposite way. But we sit there and say things like, "I don't know what they do now, but you know, forty five years ago when I was a teenager." <laughs> Um, used to be really fun uh, to go to college, but it's not near as much fun, uh, apparently, as it is nowadays. Did you hear about this? 
College in uh, Utah coming up in the 2022-23 academic year. Mm-hmm. We'll offer Porn 101. Porn 101? Yep, porn classes. Which college in Utah is this? This is uh, Utah's Westminster College. Okay. They will offer... Because I was in my head going down through a list of uh, Utah colleges, and I hadn't come to one yet that I thought would have that. They uh, will offer an entire class. You get two credits. It's an elective uh, class on porn. Do tell. The the class will show hardcore pornography... To the students, stating that it's more American than apple pie and more popular than Sunday night football as part of yeah, the but course. It's not exactly one of those, uh, you know, get out there in the public and tell everyone what you're doing kind of things. Well, I guess there's nothing that says that you have to tell everybody that's the class you're taking in college. Mm, I suppose not. As part of the course, students will watch pornographic films, hardcore pornographic films and discuss the sexualization of race, class, and gender. Okay, that... to the description of the class. The discussion I can get, but I don't think it's really necessary to watch the porn in order to have the discussion. Well, how do you have a discussion if it's something you've never seen before? And who hasn't? I don't know. I would imagine... I, I've, I, I have never seen a porn movie in my life. Okay. I, I agree. I've, never, I've certainly never paid for one. <laughs> but believe it or not, I've been in places where I suddenly f- figured out one was playing, and they weren't movie theaters. The uh, course website says that uh, students will watch pornographic films together and then discuss the sexualization of race, class, and gender as an experimental, radical art form. Again, it's, uh, I just feel like you don't need to have an experience in order to do that. There was a guy a few years ago that wanted to write uh, you know, so a, a series of articles about what it was like to be homeless. So he went out and spent three weeks living on the street. And he was, uh, you know, terribly cold and dirty and everything when he came in. And, and basically uh, it, what he came up with is it's somewhat scary and uncomfortable to do that, which I think everybody already knew. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the other thing you could He's take like, for yeah, this. Well, I mean, no, I proved it. <laughs> these, are, these are, you know, potentially students that are going to be graduating and be looking for a job, you know, after they graduate. Maybe going to decide this. This could be a career step that they could take if they want to make a lot of money and the san fernando valley is hiring are they um always okay (laughs) well actually you don't even have to go to the san fernando valley anymore um pornography pornography is made so much at home and on people's phones and devices that all you have to do is do that and market your own that's true and make you apparently a lot of money from what i hear you don't really i suppose uh, need the backing of a major studio yeah Interesting, though, beginning in the 2022-23 academic year. So if your kids all of a sudden are showing a lot of interest in Westminster College in Utah and they hadn't before, there could very well be a reason. I'm sure they still teach other stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Time for a check on sports. Once again, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Check out their new menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. A couple of things we know. The Texas Rangers are not very good. We'll take that one. But the Seattle Mariners are an up-and-coming ball club that looked pretty good again last night. Nobody out. Frazier at second. France hits a sharp ground ball into center field. That's a base hit. Frazier around third coming home. And Ty France has delivered run number two for Seattle. A sharp ball just out of the reach of Seager, who made a dive for it. 
It's 2-0. France is at first base. Turns out that's not all the offense the Mariners got last night. 1-1. Hit hard. Up the middle. In the center field. That's a base hit. Winker round third. Garcia's throw is a strong one, and he is safe at the plate. Bang, bang play. The tag by Heim. And Winker gets in. And Rodriguez stretches the lead to 4-0. I think the better overall news for the Mariners, though, is they got some really good starting pitching last night. Gilbert went six and two-thirds innings, gave up just six hits, four strikeouts, but he didn't give up any runs in that game. The Mariners did give up two runs in the night, but they were able to get it done. Uh, Once again, a 4-2 victory for the Mariners over the Rangers last night. I'm Rick Worthington. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up after the uh, top of the hour, Congressman Mike Simpson was in the uh, chair yesterday, right across from Nate Showman. He's here for uh, about an hour, took questions, talked about things, including the debate. Breaching the dams. If you want to hear that whole podcast, you can go to KBOI.com or click through on uh, the fan page on Facebook and get that. We have a couple of the highlights um, that we'll get to coming up here after top of the hour news in case you missed it yesterday. Also on the way, coming up after 8 o'clock, chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate to Granny C's Bakery. That's where we're going to be tomorrow for the hometown breakfast, by the way. But you have a free gift certificate you can win if you can answer our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Um, want expertise and a whole team of experts to help you through the process of uh, buying or selling? Call 208-888-4128. Our question today... What is the most gender-neutral name in America? It's been given equally to roughly 4,000 girls and 4,000 boys over the past 30 years. By the way, your hint, it's not Chris. (laughs) Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Dow continues to uh, be up in future tradings after uh, finishing up yesterday. Uh, the day before that, it was up. Although yesterday, uh, mixed on the uh, stock market because NASDAQ and Standard & Poor are both down. Um, NASDAQ being weighed down heavily with the fact, what was it, 35%? loss for yesterday for netflix <laughs> around that yeah uh jeremiah bates will be with us coming up here in just about uh 10 to 15 minutes we'll talk about your money and what's going on he has something he wants to talk about the opposite of netflix and uh, what happened with another company yesterday but we will get to that on the way here in just a little bit yesterday congressman mike simpson uh spent a, an hour in with nate showman man i don't envy him um <laughs> I had to do it on Monday, <laughs> I, four, I, four times in a row. You know, and I, I have to say, you know, as bad as I felt in being sick, um, I didn't envy you either. <laughs> just, just so well, you know, I felt really to, bad. To because, be fair, based on your symptoms, I didn't envy you either. <laughs> I felt really bad, going, man, maybe I, I, I just don't want to have Chris have to sit here for four hours with Nate, but <laughs> I just, I just couldn't pull myself out of bed. So, but I apologize. <laughs> It actually smelled better than you would think. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Congressman Mike Simpson uh, got to be here, talked about a, a variety of subjects. He was here for um, you know a, a good hour, took calls from listeners. If you want to hear the whole podcast, I don't have time to uh, give every detail that you talked about or play the whole thing, the interview back. Uh, but in your leisure, if you would like to check it out, you can at KBOI.com on the podcast section. Uh, you can also click through. It is on our fan page 
on Facebook uh, if you would like to do that. A couple of highlights of that interview, though, I, I wanted to play because one of them is one that we talked about yesterday. He is one of the people running for office in the upcoming primary who has declined to debate his opponent. And that was one of the things, um, you know, that, that he talked about yesterday um, with Nate Shellman on whether he, he would ever change his mind, you know, if he sees enough people that, that want to see the debate. Now, we have all said, both Chris and myself would always love to see a debate between candidates. Nate really is against the fact that he has dropped out of the debate. Um, this is what he had to say. Simpson faces second-time challenger Brian Smith of Idaho Falls, who also challenged him in the 2014 primary, along with several lesser-known GOP challengers. Simpson's campaign said in a statement that he has had joint appearances with Smith already and said Republican voters don't need to see anything more from Brian Smith. Simpson is seeking a 12th two-year term in Congress. The Idaho Press reports Smith is the vice chairman of the board of the Idaho Freedom Foundation, who lists his top campaign issues as opposed dam breaching, support for restarting to build the Trump border wall, and backing a federal law requiring photo ID to vote in all 50 states. According to his campaign website, Simpson's top issues are agriculture, energy, veterans, health care, gun rights, immigration, and balancing the federal budget. Is there any way you would reconsider? Is, is, there, is there any way you would reconsider a debate? A debate? No. I, frankly, I just, uh, as, I, as I said, uh, I don't think Idaho voters need to see any more of Brian Smith. And why would I be on a, on a stage or a platform with, uh, with someone who has such unfamiliarity with the truth? You've said the word debate during the past hour over four times. You're counting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to know how many times you've said his name yeah. during, during this hour? No. Okay. Well, I mean, it came out of your mouth quite yeah. a bit. Okay, so it's not the first. I mean, you, you didn't start doing this yesterday. You've you've been in this a long time. You've yep. seen other people, and you've gone and and you've and you've had these these discussions, these battles where somebody said something that was either wrong or or whatever. Why now? Well, I will tell you. Even in debates, uh, even if you're debating the squad, which I think is most of their ideas are crazy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But even when you're debating. You got to understand they believe what they're saying. Sure. And so I have so no, does he. I have no problem with that. I don't know that he believes what he's saying. Either that or he's the stupidest person I've ever met. One of the two. I I would want you to stand there and say that to his face. Well, I don't think that Idaho needs to see that, frankly. Can you let us be the judge of that? Is that is that, that is that a call we get? Guess, is that the call guess, that voters get that to make? Is, I guess that is a call that the voters get to make on uh-huh. May seventeenth. So, if you were uh, hoping that he would change his mind, here's the thing: anybody who has come out and said that they're not going to do a debate can't change their mind because they would be criticized for being wishy-washy. You know, if if you uh, are making decisions just based on whether or not you're going to be criticized, you're going to be uh, probably going somewhat insane because you're going to be criticized by somebody for everything yes i get that but you know if you make that decision and the reason is well now that i thought a little more about it i mean this is important pretty important thing 
the, the fact that you didn't take the time to think about it before you made that decision doesn't look good as did a, you, as a leader. Did you personally agree with any of his arguments about against having one? Um, I I understood them. I still would like to see a debate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I kind of understood him. I did not watch the debate the last time that they. I squared off. So I personally, I, it seems like a cop out, and I wouldn't vote for him with your vote. <laughs> uh, another thing that he talked about yesterday, um, yesterday was 420. Uh, Nate asked him about a recent vote on decriminalizing marijuana federally and how he voted and what he thought of that. On this vote, the yeas are 220 and the nays are 204. The bill is passed. The legislation would remove marijuana from the controlled substances list, leaving it up to the states to set their own laws. It would also release people incarcerated on cannabis-related offenses of less than 30 grams and expunge criminal penalties associated with those who manufacture, distribute, and possess it. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is working on a separate bill that is expected to be introduced in April, but would need all Democrats and at least 10 Republicans to pass the Senate. I mean, I, I, I haven't spoken to you since this passed, and, and today's April. You just brought that up because it's April 20th. I, why, why, do you, why do you focus so much on April 20th? I what don't know. You're mean? the one that told me about it. How, how did you vote? I voted no. Why? Because if the state of Idaho legalizes marijuana, then I'd vote differently. The state of Idaho has not legalized marijuana, and I follow the wishes of the people of the state of Idaho. Okay. Uh, I can understand why some states that have legalized marijuana voted yes on that and, and so forth. I did vote. To allow marijuana sellers, the, you know, the mm-hmm. what are they, shops or whatever that sell marijuana, mm-hmm. to be able to use the banking system because they were prevented from doing that before. So they had thousands of dollars sitting in a till. If you're a robber, guess where you're going to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was actually dangerous. And you could never tell if they paid their taxes on it because you didn't know exactly what they were, what they were doing. So, uh, for them to be able to use the legal banking system in a state that legally has, has authorized marijuana, I thought made sense. So I voted for that one. I voted against this one. There you go. If you want to hear the uh, whole interview, like I said, he was here for an hour. Uh, among other things that he talked about was his proposal to breach the dams, why he thinks about um, it would be a good thing to breach the dams. So if you want to hear that, it took uh, listener calls. All that available online. Once again, at KBOI.com, uh, just click on the podcast. You can get that. Uh, you can also click through on our fan page on Facebook if you want to hear the uh, whole thing. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Take a break here. Coming up, Jeremiah Bates to talk about your money in just a couple of minutes. Right now, though, get a check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. Get in and find out why everybody raves about how fantastic the food is. As a matter of fact, rated by Yelp as the number one deli in the state of Idaho. Find out today. Get in. It's a soup type of day. Um, get one of their fresh-made soups beginning at 1030 this morning. There's some big NFL news for us today. Apparently, good news for Seattle here as well, because the San Francisco 49ers have a wide receiver who's terrific, Debo Samuel, but he's requesting a trade from the organization. That's according to ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington. Well, Debo Samuel told me today, Field, that he has told the organization he would like to be traded out of San Francisco. This coming after he wiped his social media of all references to San Francisco, but making clear to me that that is the case. He no longer wants to be part of the team. He said he'd like to keep the reasons private for now, but very clear on this field, he wants to be out of San Francisco. Again, this is very good news for Seahawks fans because 
Debo Samuel, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, now looking to get away from a division rival. So what happened? Well, that's a really good question. Nobody really knows right now. But for the past few months, the 49ers and Debo Samuel have been talking about trying to get on the same page in terms of contracts. It appears now that after all those talks, things have just broken down and Samuel wants out. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 721, Jeremiah Bates with us uh, once again to talk about your money. And good news for those of you invested in the stock market, uh, either through investments, 401ks, IRAs, etc. The Dow futures up again today, 234 points ahead of the opening here in a few minutes. Uh, although the Nasdaq standard and poured down yesterday, but uh, it, continuing a streak of a streak of up days uh, for the Dow. However, today I want to talk uh, Netflix. We saw yesterday lost uh, over 35 percent, so they're back to pre 2018 levels. But you wanted to talk this morning uh, about another company who's seeing kind of the opposite of what's going on with Netflix right now. Yeah, a surprise to the upside for Tesla. Now, of course, Elon Musk is going after his endeavor of uh, domination over Twitter and controlling our online platforms. That is a joke. Um, but his, <laughs> his, his company, Tesla, it, it had some crushing numbers that were unexpected by Wall Street analysts. Um, now, shares are up over well over 9% pre-market trading. So looking at just the numbers for what Tesla did, just for the quarter one revenue, they made about $18.8 billion of, of new profits, right? Up 81% over the prior year. So if you look at their net income, this is just how fast this company has grown uh, since it's been established. So Tesla's net income from 2007 to 2019 it was negative $6.7 billion. You got to remember, 2020 was the first year that that company actually became positive. So from 2017 to 2019, it was negative net income of $6.7 billion. Yet the net stock income- kept going up. Right, because there you gotta look, you gotta look at the 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 anticipation, the the hopefulness of the investors that had conviction around Tesla becoming a profitable company, and if you held on to it during that amount of time. It voted well because Tesla's net income from 2020 to 2022 is positive 9.5 billion. So you have almost a what a 12 year stretch where you were negative almost seven billion dollars, and you have a two year stretch where you're positive almost 10 billion dollars. So you got to look at what how did Tesla surprise so much to the upside? It was really how they navigated number one delivering on on their uh, deliveries of their vehicles despite. The, hot, the headwinds of supply chain issues with um, raw material inflation, with um, labor shortages. Now, Tesla did cite that they're going to continue to have these challenges moving forward, but they're still anticipating to grow volumes 50% or delivery volumes 50% in 2020, despite all these, despite factories being uh, continuing to run below capacity, despite factories being shut down in China because of their COVID like because of their COVID lockdown. So this is a story of Tesla really about having positive earnings, better than expected operating performance. That certainly made up the rest. And they did have some, uh, some credits obviously on the regulatory side that, that helped, that helped boost it up. So year to date before today, the stock was down over seven and a half percent, but it looks like it's going to turn positive. So if, uh, <clears throat> if you're, if you're, uh, 
I guess, conviction around Tesla and you, you, you weather the storm because it's a fairly volatile stock, right? Elon Musk, he's a, he's a, he's a, you know, a, a figure to be uh, right. paid attention to with all the things that he does. But, you know, Tesla. Yep. And now, te- <laughs> but Tesla's now, it, it cannot be denied. It, it's the, it's the big player in the, the electric vehicle space. They're turning a good profit. They're making good on deliveries. They're showing that they can navigate the headwinds that a lot of companies had to deal with over the past year. And it's certainly getting a bump up in the stock price. Uh, getting back to Netflix, it, you know, I thought this, maybe this is a glitch. You know, they'll come back from it tomorrow or something, but it, it looks like uh, one of the money managing uh, companies, one of the big ones, Pershing Square, has completely dumped it. Yeah, so you, so you have a lot of, so you have Bill Ackman too, so he's one of the big head fund managers too, so they, they divested. I mean, they basically looked at it as like, hey, there's gonna be no dead cat bounce on this one, and we don't see a rebound potential on this, so we are out. And we've seen that, uh, we've seen that in a few different scenarios. And, you know, usually when you see a big sell-off in one day to the tune of 35%, generally you see a little bit of a bump the next day. Not the case. It's currently down roughly 3% in pre-market trading. So, yeah, the future is not looking particularly well for Netflix. So they're really going to have to ramp up the what they're going to do to generate revenue, whether it's cracking down on password sharing or it's starting to implement uh, ad advertising on their space like you see with, uh, with, with Hulu, which has certainly benefited them. Yeah, and just real quickly before we let you go, too, it's going to be interesting to watch the people uh, criticizing next year um, Tesla company because they made huge profits this year and still paid no taxes. But the part that they may have missed there that you said they've had, what, a decade of billions and billions of dollars in losses that they get to take against any of those profits. Yeah, and not to mention, I mean, the regulatory credits that they get as well. So, and that's, I mean, that's a lot of companies that I think people, you know, that's kind of the knock on American companies is they need to pay their fair share in taxes. Well, we got a very complicated tax code. I'm a firm believer of saying, hey, don't pay more taxes than what you need to. However, usually the, uh, the people that are in that kind of higher net worth or kind of, okay, they kind of have that ability to pay for that advice. They get to take advantage of those tax breaks. And the argument, is it necessarily fair or not? I don't have the answer to that, but they'll, to your point, they will certainly be criti- criticized. <laughs> Chicken. Uh, thanks, Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, we'll get an update from you after the market. Still, uh, once again, uh, up uh, really well this morning as far as the Dow is concerned. And then we'll talk to you for a Friday morning. It's the thanks, same Jess. time. Appreciate it. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, I was interested to see if the uh, short lockout was going to cause any problems with attendance in baseball this year. And they got everything worked out, of course, before the season began. So mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be uh, a whole lot. It is interesting to note, however. Now, the Idaho Steelheads have averaged 4,900 people at their hockey games yeah, this they, year in little old Boise, Idaho. They Idaho. draw well. Oakland A's on Tuesday. The Oakland A's, a professional Major League Baseball team in a large urban area of the country, drew 3,700 fans wow. on Tuesday night. The lowest they have dra- you, drawn in 40 years. You remember the A's uh, back 72, 73, 74, they won mm-hmm. three straight World Series. Yep. And then 75, they uh, 
lost to the Red Sox in the championship series. And then 76, they just fell apart because, you know, Reggie Jackson left. And then they got rid of, you know, Joe Rudy, Catfish mm-hmm. Hunter, all these different guys. All their really good players went someplace else, Sal Bando. And they, they dropped into last place for a few years. There was one game. It was a cold day in San Francisco or in the Bay Area, I mean, in Oakland. And their, uh, I, I, I'm trying to think the, what the exact number was, but their attendance was something like 675. They didn't even draw 1,000 people. It's ridiculous in this day and age to have 3,700 people, you know, because it wasn't, it wasn't one of those crappy weather days. It was a nice day. Um, by the way, their home opener the day before that, lowest attended home opener in the history so, of the Oakland A's. Not a sellout by any means. Uh, not even close. By the way, on Tuesday, the same day the Oakland A's were busy drawing 3,700, your Washington Nationals for a doubleheader, mm-hmm. drew a total of 9,000 people. Well, yeah, and it was pouring rain most of the time because it had been pouring rain the day before, and it was uh, also pretty cold. Everybody that was in the stands seemed to be wearing a parka. Yeah, that's the least amount of people that have seen a, a Washington Nationals game since they were in Montreal, yeah, which seems- is the reason they moved from Montreal because nobody went to their game. I think that day, if I'm not mistaken, everyone got a foul ball. Current players... By the way, the Oakland Athletics have a $33 million payroll this year. Pretty low for Major League standards. The lowest in the Major League Baseball. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's their same amount of payroll that they have when they when we were talking about the World Series when they, when they won. Um, 1989? Yeah. Um, $33 million. They had the top payroll in Major League Baseball. It's the same payroll <laughs> as it is now. No longer the top, though. No. Uh, it's the lowest. There are five players... Max Scherzer, Corey Seager, Anthony Rendon, uh, Rendon uh, Garrett Cole, and Carlos Correa, who are all making more than the entire Oakland Athletics yeah. baseball team. Two of those guys had to leave Washington to do that. 7.45, time for a check on what's going on with sports this morning. Once again, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. In Meridian, check out uh, their new menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Then get in for a delicious lunch or dinner. They're located just off, off Wells Avenue in Meridian. Good morning. We start with the NBA playoffs. The Chicago Bulls taking on the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks last night. The back tap controlled by the Bulls with 20 seconds to go. DeRozan to the rim. up, got it. DeMar DeRozan to the cup. Hits the floor. We have a timeout. Milwaukee. What a play by DeMar DeRozan. He would not be denied. Huge night for DeRozan in helping the Bulls to a 114-110 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. Philadelphia 76ers looking to move on if they could beat the Toronto Raptors last night. Eight seconds to shoot. Harden driving into the lane. Paul Reed dunks it. Reverse jam. This time he went strong and he was able to get the basket. And so Reed with the jam. All right, that series is all over after Philadelphia defeated Toronto last night to sweep the series three games to nothing, a 104-101 victory. And Boston taking on the Brooklyn Nets last night. There are 19,000 seats in TD Garden. All of them have gone unused for the last half hour. Durant's second free throw is good. It's an eight-point game. We're at 110 to 102. Boston ball, 104, 103, 102 to go. Smart pressure in the backcourt, gets it away to Jalen Brown. Jalen offensive end, here comes Rockets to the double team. They find a cutter. Pritchard dives in and scores with the right hand. They gambled going for a steal. It wasn't there. Celtics by 10 again. And
And with that, Boston goes on to win 114-107. to And Boston leads the Nets in that series two games to nothing, would you believe? There are three games scheduled for this evening. It'll be Memphis taking on Minnesota, that game at 1-1, or that series, I should say. Dallas and Utah also tied up at one game apiece, and Denver will take on Golden State. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, we're seeing showers uh, throughout the Treasure Valley. Uh, slight chance of some rain coming your, your way again today and snow in the mountain areas. Of course, we had the uh, lot of rain last week, snow in the mountain. As a matter of fact, last week we had told you there were snow, more snow last week than uh, Idaho received in all of February and March mm-hmm. combined, which I is good news. I, I didn't hear very many people complaining about the the rain and the occasional sleet we got uh, because almost everybody said, well, you know, it's probably snowing in the mountains and that's good. We yeah. need that. Even I'm not. I'm, I mean, I would love to be out having good weather and playing golf right now, but I'm not complaining about it. Um, you know, I'm supposed to play uh, golf this afternoon. I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get that in because there is rain in the forecast. But if we don't, I, I'm okay with that because, like I said, and as you just mentioned, everybody wants to see that snowpack. We want to see the uh, rain continue. If you were hoping because of the amount, massive amount of snow that fell in the mountains last week that that got us out of uh, drought, um, it improved local snowpack, but uh, didn't improve. It did improve the drought conditions, but it doesn't get us. Um, even close to getting out of uh, drought conditions. Uh, the Idaho Drought Committee said, though the storms last week did bring a much-needed infusion of precipitation that bolstered the snowpack in much of the state, those areas still facing drought. However, it is possible the water supply in certain areas, including the one we are most concerned about, the Boise River Basin, will improve somewhat due to predicted wet weather that we are currently going through and is expected to last at least through the end of April. Hmm. Prior to last week's weather snowpack in the Boise Basin, we were at 63% of normal. That's it. Yeah, that's not very good. Aaron Wharton, a hydrologist with the National Resources Conservation Service, says during the past week, snowpack increased to 72% of normal. So in one week, it's a it, it, big difference gets made in just mm-hmm. one week. If we could see more of that, you know, before, you know, spring snows start to go away in May, then, you know, we could get us back maybe close to normal. I wonder when the last time we hit 100% on that was. Uh, I believe we were 100% last year. Oh, just last year? Yeah, we All were right. 100%, and there were places in Idaho who were over 100%. And that's, uh, what, that's what people forget. Forgotten about that, yeah. Yeah, that's what people forget. Is, is I mean, we, were, we ended up in a drought year yesterday, and, you know, bad conditions for fire and wildfires, but it wasn't because of the snowpack last year. Snowpack through almost all of Idaho was at or above 100% of normal. What happened last year, at this time, we were seeing temperatures already in the 80s and low 90s. In May, we were 90s and even hit a couple days of 100 in May. So all that snowpack ended up, unfortunately, evaporating before it ever got to our reservoirs Mm -hmm. and then before it got to irrigation. And so that was our lack. And it was something that they couldn't even plan for. Because, you know, you, you look at the hydrologists, look at the snowpack and go, oh, we have plenty of snowpack. We can release our water from the reservoirs as we normally do. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you hit that hot temperature, was, which was not expected. And then all of a sudden, bam, 
we're in a drought and then now we're behind this year and and looking like it's going to be year number two unless there's still a lot of water to come so who knows keep your fingers crossed it's it's continuing today uh, and the great news is that we are still very cool this spring which is helping to keep the snowpack where it is not melting off really quickly and we are just getting under with irrigation systems i know irrigations canals starting to notice almost mm-hmm. all of them now as i drive by are are full and and flowing people are starting to water their lawns KBY News Time, 7.56. Hang on. Uh, if you haven't heard our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. We'll get to that. Let you start working on it coming up next. Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.07. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Thought uh, we would go here live. President Biden speaking from the White House this morning, announcing more sanctions and also announcing today another $800 million in uh, military support. He's been speaking for the last few minutes. Thought we would uh, tune into that live for you this morning for you to listen. Once again, this is uh, President Biden speaking on um, the uh, Ukraine-Russia fight going on right now and pledging $800 million more in military aid to uh, help Ukraine today continue to provide essential services to the people of Ukraine. You know, these past weeks have seen a terrible human cost of Putin's ambition for conquest and control. Approximately two-thirds, two-thirds of all Ukrainian children have been displaced from their home. More than five million Ukrainians have fled their country. It's an absolute outrage. The idea this is happening, approaching the second quarter of the 21st century, is just Last month when I was in Europe, I announced that the United States would welcome 100,000 Ukrainians so that we share in the responsibility of supporting Ukrainians fleeing Putin's war machine. We've already welcomed tens of thousands of Ukrainians to the United States. And today, I'm announcing a program, Unite for Ukraine, a new program to enable Ukrainians seeking refuge to come directly from Europe to the United States. This new humanitarian parole program will complement the existing legal pathways available to Ukrainians, including immigrant visas and refugee processing. It will provide an expedient channel for secure legal migration from Europe to the United States for Ukrainians who have a U.S. sponsor, such as a family or an NGO. This program will be fast. It will be streamlined and will ensure the United States honors its commitment to go to to the people of Ukraine and need not go through our southern border. We're also continuing to ratchet up the pressure on Putin and further isolate Russia on the world stage. Yesterday, the Treasury Department rolled out additional measures to crack down on the entities and individuals attempting to evade our unprecedented sanctions, not just ours, but throughout the West. Today, I'm announcing that the United States will ban Russian-affiliated ships from our ports, as they did in Europe. That means no ship, no ship, that sails under the Russian flag or that is owned or operated by a Russian interest will be allowed to dock in a United States port or access our shores. None. None. This is yet another critical step we're taking in concert with our partners in the European Union, United Kingdom, Canada, and further to deny Russia the benefits of international economic system that they so enjoyed in the past. We don't know how long this war will last, but as we approach the two-month mark, here's what we do know. Putin has failed to achieve his grand ambitions on the battlefield. After weeks of shelling Kyiv, 
Kyiv still stands. President Zelensky and his democratically elected government still remain in power. And the Ukrainian armed forces, joined by many brave Ukrainian civilians, have thwarted Russia's conquest of their country. They've been bolstered from day one by an unstinting supply of weapons, ammunition, armor, intelligence from the nations of the free world, led by us, the United States. As Russia continues to grind out the military advances and their military advances and the brutalities against Ukraine, Putin is banking on us losing interest. That's been my view. You heard me say this from the beginning. He was counting on NATO, European Union, our allies in, in Asia, cracking, moving away. He's betting on Western unity will crack. He's still betting on that. And once again, we're going to prove him wrong. We will not lessen our revolve. We're going to continue to stand with the brave and proud people of Ukraine. We will never fail in our determination to defend freedom and oppose tyranny. It's as simple as that. So again, I want to thank the American people. Thank the American people for their support of the Ukrainian people. This is our, this is our responsibility, it seems to me. And we've been able to hold the whole world together in this effort. So thank you very much. Thank you. I'm going to take this one or two questions. What I got does, a plane what does, to catch. What does Putin claiming control over Mariupol mean? Is that how significant is that? Well, first of all, it's questionable whether he does control Mariupol. One thing for sure we know about Mariupol: he should allow humanitarian carters to let people on that steel mill and other places that are buried under rubble to get out. To get out. That's what any 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 head of state would do in such a circumstance. And so uh, there is no evidence yet that Mary Paul has completely fallen. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, on Title 42, sir, are you considering delaying lifting Title 42? No, what I'm considering is continuing to hear from my, uh, my uh, well, first of all, there's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department because as a matter of principle, we want to be able to be in a position where if, in fact, it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But there has been no decision on extending Title 42. Thank you. How long can the U.S. maintain the level and pace of this military support for Ukraine? Well, we have the capacity to do this for a, a long time. Um, the question is, uh, are we going to continue to maintain the support of the international community and keep the pressure on Putin to prevent him from overrunning the country, number one, and number two, make sure we continue to maintain the economic sanctions, which over time, and we're beginning to see it, are devastating their economy and their ability to move forward. So the most important thing right now is maintain the unity. So far, so good. Thank you very much. Once again, that is uh, President Biden from the White House this morning giving a briefing on uh, more sanctions coming uh, against Ukraine. Uh, Also announced today that another $800 million in military support will be coming from the United States. Now, this is is new military support. Mm -hmm. You might uh, remember that just a couple of weeks ago, $800 $800 million uh, was announced uh, in military support from the United States. This is another $800 million in support that is going to be headed to the uh, Ukraine. 
and also you heard him there uh, towards the end talking about making it easier, expect more refugees from Ukraine and making mm-hmm. it easier from refugees who are coming over from Europe uh, into the United States. Interesting that he did take a few questions this morning. Doesn't true. Very, yeah. Doesn't very often do that. Yeah, true. Uh, just a few short ones. Anyway, that's a live briefing from the White House. Uh, I wanted to get that to you. It is interesting, and, and we hadn't had a chance to talk about this yet, but since it was brought up, um, News and World Report this morning, uh, a headline saying Mariupol liber- liberated now, according to Vladimir per- Putin. Liberated? Uh, liberated. I- Which is just the opposite. <laughs> If Russia has taken it over, it's just the opposite of what they said. Exactly. It's like, how how many people does he think he's fooling when he says, we have liberated Mariupol? Why don't you ask the people who live there if they feel liberated with no city yeah. you know, around them anymore? What, was, is that liberated? Yeah. That, you know, the, that is nothing close to liberated. People in uh, Ukraine have been calling their relatives who live in Russia. And their relatives have been saying things like, well, aren't you going to thank us for ridding your country of Nazis? To which the Ukrainians are saying, there weren't any Nazis here. <laughs> your leader is a dictator, and that's only if you add the word tater. Exactly. Um, you know, it, it's easy to see that the um, propaganda machine in, in Russia, when you hear stories like that, when you see the uh, headlines here, uh, Putin, uh, Putin saying Mariupol has been liberated. That uh, the propaganda machine is alive and well yeah. in Russia right now, and we've seen a lot of this, you know, with with the war and everything going on, and the people that were being killed, and videos from eyewitness accounts, and people, you know, using their phones to post on social media, you know, saying Putin saying that the United States was using actors to, uh, you know, make things look worse than they really were. Yeah. Uh... I don't recall that uh, there was a big casting call for that. No, um, you know, and, and and do you have to keep that a secret? Are you able to put that on your resume if you uh, end up taking that job? <laughs> like, like wag the dog. Yeah, can I put this on my resume? No, because somebody will come to your house and kill you. Oh, KBY right. News Time is uh, eight sixteen. We'll take a break here, traffic and weather, and then when we come back, fifty dollars gift certificate to Granny C's Bakery could be yours if you know the answer to today's Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. That's on the way next. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, Once again, $50 gift certificates to Granny C's Bakery, where we will be broadcasting live. And at this time tomorrow, we probably by this time will have already filled our bellies up with some uh, Granny C's deliciousness. Uh, also, tomorrow morning, reminder that the uh, KBOI sweet deal will be a Granny sweet Granny C sweet deal. Go to KBOI.com beginning at 9 o'clock. You'll get that $50 gift certificate for half price, only $25. Right now, though, Scott has got a chance to get a free $50 gift certificate to answer, uh, by answering our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. All right, Scott, what is the most gender-neutral name in America? It's been given uh, equally to about 4,000 girls and 4,000 boys over the past three decades. Once again, it's not Chris. How about Pat? Pat is a very good guess. That is not it. Keep trying. Uh, Bill, good morning. What is the most gender-neutral name given to uh, boys and girls? 
Ashley. Ashley is, another good guess. is not it either. It's another not good it. guess. Uh, Scott, another Scott. This is a different Scott. Uh, different Scott. Scott, what is the most gender-neutral name in America? Uh, my first girlfriend's name was Casey. Casey, uh, another good one. I have a son but named no. Casey, but that's not it. Yeah, but another no, good they're... guess. Uh, all right, Chris, by the way, don't answer with your name, Chris, because that's not it. Uh, what's the most gender-neutral name in America? Sorry, we didn't hear that. Your phone cut out. Sir. One more time. Your phone keeps cutting out. Taylor. Taylor. No. Another good guess. Another good guess. Taylor is, is not it. I didn't even think Taylor. Now, a lot of these are obviously unisex names. You can name a boy or a girl, but some of them are you know more heavily on the girl side, more heavily on the boy side. Uh, we're looking for the one that's just dead even. Uh, let me go to Ava. Good morning, Ava. Good morning. Who do you and think the it, name what, would be? Riley. Riley, uh, another good guess. Not another it. Good guess, Man, not, I yeah. thought this would be a little bit easier. Alexis. Yes. Who do you think it is? What's what's the name that is the most gender neutral name in America? Um, could it be Ryan? Ryan is not it. All these are good guesses. Mm-hmm. We'll do uh, one more here, uh, and then uh, we'll give the answer. I think we may have stumped everybody. Mike, you're the final chance to get through. What is the most gender-neutral name in America? Lynn. Lynn is not it. Another great answer. Another great answer. Uh, Mike, um, oh, I guess we weren't going to do one more. Oh. I was going to ask him uh, one more question. If I said the name, for those of you who are listening this morning, and I said the name John Wayne, would that help you out as a hint? It definitely helped me. Helped you out. You got it immediately. If I said the name John Wayne. Our, our producer, Nathaniel, is looking at me with inquisitive eyes. Uh, Marion. Yeah. Marion is the most gender-neutral name. Spelled M-A-R-I-O-N. In America. Mm-hmm. John Wayne's name, by the way, uh, his real name was not John. It was Marion Michael Morrison. It was not Duke. It was Marion was his but, first name. But he, even when his name was Marion, his nickname was Duke. All right, no winner there. That means we have a $50 gift certificate to give away. We're going to give that away here sometime within the next hour. All right, so if you want to get a Grandy C's uh, Bakery, and you, don't, you won't have to answer a question, a silly question. Uh, you won't have to do anything other than be the correct caller. Stick around, set that speed dial, be ready to call, and we've got a Grandy C's Bakery gift certificate at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those are the numbers you'll be ready to call. And once again, sometime within the next hour or so, we will be giving away that Granny C's gift certificate. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Idaho Dispatch had its second poll commission for the governor's race, lieutenant governor's race, and the attorney general's race ahead of the May 17th primary. In a head-to-head contest against McGeehan, current Governor Little is ahead 62% to 33%, with Humphreys coming in third. In the lieutenant governor's race, Scott Bedke has a slight lead over Giddings at 32% to 25%. 27% of the Idaho attorney general race is undecided, with a 3% lead going to Raul Labrador. Any surprises uh, there that you hear that? And once again, uh, this is a poll uh, posted in the Idaho Dispatch. Um, it's the Zoldak Research poll 
you're done in Idaho. No surprises as far as I'm concerned. The, the front runners were who I expected them to be, and the uh, distance between them and number two in, in both cases was about what I expected. The uh, attorney, Idaho Attorney General race kind of surprised me. Who did you think was going to uh, be I, ahead in that? I thought the incumbent would be uh, oh, ahead. Yeah. Uh, instead, it's Raul Lab- Labrador, although it's not by a bunch, 36.3 to 32.5%. There still is, can be a big swing because 27% still undecided. So, I mean, 32.5 to 36.3 probably falls, I'm guessing, within the margin of error. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it does. as a matter of fact, the lead is within the margin of error. So statistically, they could basically be tied. And like I said, uh, according to the poll, 27% of the voters are undecided on, on who they would like to see win that. <laughs> a lot of those races, my guess is 27% of the voters don't even know who's running or whoever has held that office. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because... Um, that is one of the things that the Idaho Dispatch's old act research poll um, basically did. They yeah. went back to Ever December. <laughs> they went back to December. This is local here in Idaho. And um, they also did a favorability, net favorability, and also um, whether they had name recognition. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, back in December, um, Janice McGeehan has seen a, a huge jump in name recognition. Yeah, it's hard to believe in December she was close to zero. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, but considering all the news stories, this this goes under that heading again. But she that, was also already the lieutenant governor. Right. Which goes to show you that uh, with the exception of Janice McGeehan, most lieutenant governors have you know gone like a couple of years without ever making the news but this goes again under that heading of is there such a thing as bad publicity because how much publicity has she seen over the last five months most Mm -hmm. of it i would say you would consider it to be bad publicity not being able to control her budget i always remember the old saying people who like this sort of thing will find this the sort of thing they like and it's worked for her when it comes to getting name recognition now. Yeah, clearly. Because, as you said, it was that was one of the shocking things to me back in December, according to the poll. She had 0% name recognition. Some of the other changes you've seen since uh, December. Uh, net favorability. In December, Governor Little um, was at 52, or was at 50%, currently at 42%. Mm. McGeehan... Um, was at minus 11%. How can you be at minus 11%? I don't know how you are able to do that. Obviously, it's a formula and not just counting the yeah, number of people. Yeah. All right. Uh, now she's at 0%. So she's come up 11%. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's good. Favorable. Um, 67 or 69 to 67% for uh, Little, so drop 2%. Um, McGeehan, however, seen a big jump, 4%. To thirty-seven percent. Okay, that's a huge December. jump. That's amazing. Yeah, nine hundred percent. Humphreys, by the way, had gone from eight percent to fifteen percent since December. So, also a very big jump. Nothing close to uh, what uh, McGeehan has seen, but still at thirty-seven percent. That's thirty percent less than the favorable um, that Governor Little got in mm-hmm. the uh, same poll. When you see those numbers, you know, start to creep up, you, you realize that there are people out there looking for an alternative. To what we've had. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Russ in Nampa writes, Morning, guys. If I was still a registered Republican, I would automatically vote the other guy if there were two people. It's bad enough that these career politicians are in office all their life. Now they're too good to even debate challengers. Governor is a little bit different. I haven't found a good enough challenger, even though I dislike little. And, and that's what uh, a few people were saying uh, on a Tuesday when we were talking about this, including Rick Worthington. He said that uh, as far as he was concerned, the other candidates didn't have much credibility. And, of course, credibility is is relative to you know whomever's doing the, uh, uh, the assessment. But uh, I, I said that credibility isn't always... You know, and credibility. I guess what he had in mind was uh, experience as a politician and positive experience uh, as a politician. Like you know, you've been in the, uh, a particular office for several years, and everybody has nothing but praise for you, which is practically uh, impossible. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, when you're a politician, I, I, yeah, even your friends start, start I, to dislike you. What I said is, you know, we all know people who uh, have no experience whatsoever in politics and then they run for office they get elected and turns out they do really well it happens from time to time and in those particular cases sometimes uh, credibility was overrated i mean you can you can achieve credibility with somebody just by making a, a few statements that they think oh this guy does you know have his act together he is on the ball Christie writes in uh this is about subject uh, that we were talking about with uh, president biden speaking uh, just here about 45 minutes ago, talking about more refugees will be, uh, it'll be easier for refugees from Ukraine to get into the United States. Just for your information, when the whole thing went down in Afghanistan and Afghans uh, were trying to escape for their safety, they filed humanitarian parole petitions with the U.S. immigration. Some back in August of last year, and 100% of those that I've seen are still being processed. Yet for Ukrainians, they are allowing them to come through the southern border with their Ukrainian passports and are being granted humanitarian parole immediately. So apparently we pick and choose yeah, who we want to help and when we want to help them. That doesn't seem white. I mean, right. Stop it. People will think that was just a Freudian slip instead of sarcasm. Oh, no, I, I doubt they will. I, I think our listeners are a tad sharper than that. Two. Some of our listeners are a tad <laughs> sharper than that. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 I, on I like Verizon to, Wireless. I like to think it's most of them. Um, if you want to get through, you can also email us, chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. You can also text us, same as our main number. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Look at that. We're uh, almost, what, hour and a half into uh, stock market being open. Dow is still in the green, 201 points. Hmm. Does Netflix still exist? <laughs> Or have, have, they, have they gone all the way down to zero? You know, it'd be, if you have a chance, maybe check out Netflix. I'm curious. 35% drop yesterday was, Actually, I can do it right here. was yeah. absolutely uh, nuts. You don't, you don't see that very often. So, um, But as of right now, stock market is up looking good again today, and the Dow has been doing very well uh, this week, looking like it will continue today. Phone lines open once again, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Don in Boise, thank you for being patient and holding on with us here. On News Talk KBOI, good morning to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ever so patient. Thank you very much for having me on your radio show today. Thank you for listening. 
Yeah, that was, that was a live speech. I wasn't really aware that he was going to give a live speech. I've heard something about those numbers. Uh, you know, you're talking percentages and numbers earlier. Well, I wonder if they're going to be a good, better idea to put $800 million in the reopening of the Keystone pipe pipeline there. I bet if we tried, we could think of like a hundred different things that we, we'd rather spend the yeah, money on. Thinking, like, eight, 800, 800 million dollars. Uh, no, isn't the military already supposed to be geared up? They have all their gear and they were supposed to be prepared and go in and do their little thing without having, was this additional well, this is, Yeah, this is this is for the, U- the Ukrainian military. I mean, the, the story kind of made it sound Ooh. like it was for our military, but it's, it's actually for them. Yeah, it's not. It, it, it's, we're not sending the military uh, in. It's kind of an aid Shouldn't package. Shouldn't we have tried to get, right, right. Shouldn't we have tried to get a loan from the, uh, the last p- people, the last war that was ended in a more than terrible way? Uh, maybe get a loan from the uh, Iraqis there. Or, excuse me, the uh Afghanistan's should hit the Afghans up for a loan to give to, you know what I'm saying? They don't need it, but now Ukraine does. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know if they'd be willing to give us money to give to somebody or else for a different give, war. Give us back the various pieces of equipment that we yeah, left well, in country. That would that would be nice right there. Just, you know, just send all that right. equipment that we left there to uh, Ukraine and say, here, have at it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, because it definitely seems to be a need for it there. And uh, I wonder how long sanctions can actually be held against somebody, you know, that's going to be uh, supplying our gas. I'm not sure what percentage of our gas, but I've heard uh, on another show that people wouldn't mind paying a little bit more for gas, you know, if the Ukraine's or whatever would be safe. I don't know what the storyline, but something similar to that. The U.S. gets so little of our oil for gas from russia i mean it's, i think it's three percent so uh really you know for for the united states it's not a big deal now for other areas of europe it's a big deal and what's especially a big deal is uh That's heating is for heating gas for heating now russia supplies a large amount um i think it's over 50 percent um for um countries there in europe and shutting that off could be a hardship. It's not a hardship right now because we're headed into spring. Now, what happens in the wintertime, yeah. you know, when things get cold, it remains to be seen because for, for sanctions to work, you have to have everybody hold up sanctions. Uh, otherwise, you know, if the United States was the only one putting on sanctions on to, to Russia, they weren't even, they wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah, I just heard that, yeah, there's something in the headline there, you know, one of them bait quick headlines about gas, and they did say Europe. Uh, no, you know, but isn't sanctions kind of like a not so much a major like term for the playing field that we're on now? You know, it's like risk. You know, the game of the board game of risk. I believe it, I don't remember exactly. It was like cannons, the horse, and the the soldier, or something like that. You know, yeah. and then you had the invading armies, and well, sanctions. I mean, they've got the gas, uh, or maybe they could uh, cancel out their health care benefits or something like that. Is that? <laughs> Sanctions. I mean, so Putin's, you know, oh, they're going to go there and try to fill up the the tanks to get down the road. Oh, your credit card's been denied. Do you yeah. sanctioned out? That, that yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. The, the the unfortunate thing. Thank you for the call, by the way. The unfortunate thing about sanctions, you know, um, is they probably work in some instances. However, uh, they take a long time to work. And, and if if you want to see, you know, sanctions working, but has they made a difference, you can look at Cuba. 
I mean, look at the sanctions that the United States has put on Cuba for what, 50 years? More than 50 years? Mm, closer to, a little more than 60, actually, now. Six, 60 to, years? Close so, to 65. I mean, can you say, hey, the sanctions have worked because, you know, it, it really affects the people of that country. They, they don't have cars. They're driving 60-year-old cars and, and whatnot. But they haven't really worked. Right? Yeah. I, it, well, let's put it this way. It hasn't uh, made them change their government. If that's what we were trying to do. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless news coming up next. We'll get to your calls. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 906-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through to us this morning, please give us a call. You can also call us toll-free, 1-800-529-KBOI. That's 529-5264. Email chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. Uh, you can send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. You can also we, um, text us, same as our main number. We had an inquiry about Netflix and how they're doing this morning. Of course, yesterday they lost between 30 and 35% of their value Today they are down another thirteen point eight percent. No, excuse me. It's it's another right now. It's it's just six point one. It's six point one zero percent. So I, I so now doubled it. That's not six percent total. It, that's six percent on top of the thirty five percent yesterday. Exactly. Six oh percent is just what they have dropped today. And today today so far this the stock has dropped thirteen dollars and fifty eight cents a share uh, from about two twenty five to about two twelve. Ouch. Ouch. Now interestingly enough, I watched netflix yesterday and thought it was just fine <laughs> the drop of 35 percent didn't hurt your streaming at all Nah, it, it didn't seem to affect me by the way tomorrow morning I invite you to join uh us casper and chris hometown uh handshake hometown breakfast going on granny c's bakery uh hillcrest shopping center if you want to plug this into your gps easy to do 5120 west overland road we'll be there once again it's i believe the third trip to granny c's that we have made we'll be headed there tomorrow morning pastry breakfast great breakfast menu items and of course if you want to pick up we have a lot of people always come in and pick up a box of pastries for everybody at work so if you'd like to be a nice guy nice girl um you can do that tomorrow morning and uh, of course we would love to uh, see you by the way speaking of granny c's as mentioned before 10 o'clock, I will uh, give away a $50 gift certificate to Granny C's because we did not get a winner of our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Oh, that's true. This morning. So stick around. We still have a chance to get that $50 gift certificate. Tomorrow morning, by the way, also, uh, our sweet deal of the week is a Granny C's gift certificate. Uh, $50 worth for only 25 bucks. Sweet deal of the week goes on sale at 9 a.m. tomorrow. So Granny C's, kind of our, our Granny C's day tomorrow. Hopefully we will see you. And thanks to Cloverdale Plumbing for bringing you the hometown breakfast. Gordon to Plymouth, uh, you've been waiting patiently on hold this morning. We appreciate that. Thanks for listening and good morning to you oh good morning to you thanks for the cheerful greeting i wanted to talk about those sanctions in in cuba uh at uh, when castro took over in 59 americans owned resorts on the beach and casinos you know like in the godfather movie mm-hmm. two, del, monte yeah. foods. <laughs> del monte foods had farms and factories and when castro kicked all those people out uh, then we put on these sanctions well i think cuba's been doing pretty good, like compared to Puerto Rico. You know, Puerto Rico, they're they're spending all their money on our stuff and going into debt. Cuba has not didn't allow their people to buy all this American stuff, so they kept their money at home and they developed their own resources and they became a 
pretty functioning little outfit, right? Just not much opportunity to become a billionaire. That's the big hmm. complaint in Cuba. There's, what, what do you think about that? Uh, as far as Puerto Rico, I mean, their debt is our debt because they are a U.S. territory and have been for you know many many years. They're not a a, a standalone country, but Cuba is. And now, how's that working out? They're doing terrible. I'm kind of surprised that, you know, back when, like clear back around 1900 or so, that we didn't just annex Cuba and, and make it a state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, remember, Jesse Helms wanted, he wanted to, he didn't want anybody to buy things from Cuba. Cuba got ready to sell resorts to oh, people from Europe. And Jesse Helms said, we would sanction the people who bought things in Cuba because he wanted them to be restored to their rightful owners, Americans. <laughs> Yeah, which hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and I mean that's what we mentioned and why we brought up, you know, Cuba, I mean because they're I mean close to the United States, there's been, you know, sanctions for for many many years and I mean they really haven't worked. Yeah, I I think it'll help Russia too, you know. They um they'll they'll develop their own economy. Now they say, you know, they talk like it's kind of a matter of pride for Putin to get back Ukraine and to put the Soviet Union together. But really, it's the Ukraine is the largest exporter of grain, and I think it's the asset itself of being able to. Now they're going to be able to provide all the fuel for Western Europe and export more grain than anybody else in the world. That's you know they're totally empowered. You know what? It's a perfectly good trade. I don't think the sanctions bother him. Yeah, it's those wimps in in Europe that won't shut off the damn gas if the people would put shut off their clothes dryers and carpool the this and that they could deal with holes in the ground and pump the warmer air into their houses there's a million things they could do to reduce but it's it's the oil companies running things in germany just like they do here yeah the well and, and that's that that's part of the reason too that i was going to bring up it, it's easy to sit here in the united states and say if the if the europeans would just you know shut off their gas and and not worry about keeping warm well think about this in the united states how much would we freak out if you know because we get the, the the most imported oil we get comes from canada and if canada oh. just shut off our oil or we said hey we're not going to get any more oil or any more natural gas or anything you know people in the united states would be freaking out over the high cost that all of a sudden that they would have to pay because of the amount uh of of gas and oil products that would have to come from other places in the world or the fact that it would be hard to get to um get them to our homes you know yeah. it, it would be very difficult for the americans to deal with as we're expecting europe to deal with right now yeah our our american oil companies need that gas the oil you know the crude oil price needs to be about 80 to 100 dollars a barrel in order for our wells to uh be profitable they say biden shut off american oil well he just ceased the issuance of new leasing, he didn't have anything shut down. He just, yeah. oh, not, you know, got thousands of leases. They have thousands of wells not being pumped out. It's just less expensive to and uh, to get the Saudi oil, and it's easier to process. And uh, anyway, yeah. Thank right. you for the call. Appreciate, Appreciate it, Gordon. Thanks for indulging me. Thank you. <laughs> You're problem. welcome. By the way, um, just got a uh, text message in that just said bucks. I don't think oh, they're a Milwaukee Bucks the, fan. That's the word, yeah. That's that's the word. I just want to let you know. Uh, don't text the word, the keyword. If you want to win a hundred dollars for your chance at twenty five thousand dollars, the twenty five k payday. The number to text the keyword to is nine five eight one nine. 
I mean, we, we I can't reiterate enough that by texting us the word bucks on our regular text line, it gets you absolutely nothing. All right. So once again, the text oh, number to, got him to text on, the keyword to is nine five eight one nine. Got him mentioned on the radio, but that's all. <laughs> and by the way, in case you missed it, bucks was our word at the top of the hour. So if you'd like to text that right now, you still have a chance to get a hundred dollars. We've got uh, you know about uh, what do we got? Five seven more days of uh, chance to win. Every hour from 8 until 5 o'clock, get that $100 in cash. If you get the $100 in cash, you're in on the grand prize for $25,000 in cash. The current word is bucks. You can get that in anytime between now and the next word that will be given coming up here at 9 o'clock this morning. So feel free to uh, go ahead and uh, get that in right now. Speaking of winning, let's go ahead and do this right now. We'll uh, take an early break. We've got tickets, once again, to Granny C's Bakery. Uh, $50 gift certificate, all yours. We did not get a winner of the uh, damn near impossible question, the most gender-neutral name over the past 30 years. Based on the fact there have been 4,000, about 4,000 men and 4,000, or 4,000 boys and 4,000 girls who have been given the name Marion. So it's pretty much equal 50-50 down, split down the way for about the last 30 years. Did not get a winner this morning. Uh, so let's go ahead and give that away now. Caller number six, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Caller six, you've got that $50 gift certificate to Granny C's. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Uh, Every minute, every minute that goes by is one minute closer to the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Every Friday uh, for the next uh, few weeks, we are going to be out, continuing to be out every week. Seems to get bigger and bigger every week. We're inviting you once again tomorrow. Granny C's Bakery, uh, Hillcrest Shopping Center, 5120 West Overland Road in Boise. That's where we'll be tomorrow from 6 until 10. You're invited to come on out and uh, enjoy breakfast, pastries. You can take things to go. If you want to order birthday cakes, they do some elaborate birthday cakes, master bakers. Um, I, I've seen a cake that they did ho- of Hogwarts that was just absolutely spectacular. Um, so oh, if you... Uh, Harry Potter Harry theme. Potter, yeah. yeah. It, it was just absolutely amazing and huge. Um, that's the type of stuff they can do if you're looking for elaborate wedding cakes, things like that. Congratulations to Scott, Scott Hope. He's got a $50 gift certificate to uh, Granny C's Bakery, so um, he's got to be happy. He was caller number six. Pick that up. Tomorrow is kind of Granny C's Day in addition to us broadcasting live with the Hometown Breakfast at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, you can go to KBOI.com, click on the Sweet Deals link. Our KBOI Sweet Deals uh, of the week is a Granny C's $50 gift certificate for only 25 bucks. So you'll also be able to take advantage of that. So lots lots of Granny C's fun coming your way tomorrow. Um, check out their, the, the menu if you'd like uh, on, their, on their website. We've been there. This will be the third time that we have been there. And uh, I, I've already got it in my head. I don't know. I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. You, you love the biscuits and gravies. I, I true. I like the. I uh, may branch out. I may have biscuits and gravy and some other stuff. I love the uh, stuffed croissant. But here's what I do with it. And they thought it was weird last time I was there and did it. Right. Uh, the stuffed croissant. It, it had uh, cheese, eggs, and ham in it. Mm-hmm. And then I had that smothered in country gravy. That doesn't seem weird to me. Delish. Clearly, uh, Mary wrote in and says, "Oh, actually, this has to do with our, our question about the." Uh, uh, the most neutral name for genders. Mm-hmm. She says, I was born in 1950. I've never met a male Marion. 
I've met multiple Kelly, Ryan, Riley, Sam, Charlie, Alex, and others, both male and female, but other than Mary in The Lord of the Rings, never a Marion, Marion, or even she spelled it different ways, or even Miriam, other than uh, reading a dictionary. Have you? Well, yes. I, yeah. My parents used to be good friends with a guy named, uh, a couple named Marion and Wilma. I know a Marion that uh, owns a music store here in Boise. And uh, Mary in uh, Lord of the Rings, his name was Mariadoc. I, I know uh, uh, my, my, one of my favorite actors named Marion. John Wayne? John Wayne. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's and his, she, she his goes name. on, I mean, met, not know of, as in John Wayne. How oh, is okay. that the most gender neutral name? Who says so? And she says, and I'm Mary, so I would notice <laughs> uh, Joe, J-O, Jerry with a G, Jess, Billy, Andy, Danny, Francis, Lynn, Pat, uh, or both. But never a guy named Marion. What makes it the most gender gender neutral? And well, again, it doesn't. We told, mean, we told you that. it's not because there's the largest number of people named Marion. There's a relatively few, uh, a relatively small number of people compared to other names that are named Marion. What makes it the answer is the same number of uh, girls are named Marion in a thirty year period as boys. Yeah, it's the so it's, it's basically split fifty fifty. So yeah, there's a lot. Like, like Sam, you're going to have a certain number of Sams and Samanthas. But most of your Sams will probably be boys. Uh, that could have changed by now, but uh, you know. yeah, no. But I, and there's a lot of names that are you know a lot more popular than Marion. Um, but it, it split about fifty fifty hmm. as as we mentioned over the last thirty years as boys named Marion and girls named Marion. I here's the thing. I I know a boy named Marion. I know no girls personally named Marion. Uh, I'm trying to think of just the ones I know. There's Marion Ross from Happy Days. No, I'm talking about personally know. Right. I, yeah. don't, I don't personally know her. I, don't, I can't think of one Marion in my life that I've ever known that was a woman, but I do know the, the gentleman who is a school uh, owner with, of a well, music store here in uh, Boise. Now, when I was in school, I don't remember any boys in school with me named Marion. Like I said, there were adults. But there, I, there, there were probably one or two girls named Marion along the way. But it was like Maid Marian, M-A-R-I-A-N. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, gender neutral name is M-A-R-I-O-N. Uh, email in, Cuban, Cuban descendant, that's uh, not his or her real name. However, I think she or he is just pointing out that they are a Cuban descendant, said, uh, your caller is sorely mistaken. I, I suggest you have a conversation with a Cuban descendant or someone who has fled Cuba. Ignorant comments on his behalf to get a laugh or for the sake of jabbing at Biden, another old white guy sitting in pretty Idaho dismissing something he doesn't understand. Lisa, so Lisa didn't like uh, his take on uh, Cuba. Lisa writes in and heard the president speak earlier and said, Hi, Chris, I thought it was interesting that President Biden said that the Ukrainians won't have to come through the southern border. Now, I thought that was a weird choice of words, too. Because it makes it seem like, okay, if you're from the Ukraine, you can fly in, but uh, the, the, the rest of you get here to, are going to get here. You still have to try to sneak across that you southern still border. Have to get a, and sail best across of, the Rio yeah, Grande or whatever. Best of luck to you. What, that was a little bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I thought it was a poor choice of words, but you know, not, not his first time. Uh, Dallas writes in, uh, being how Governor Little will not be attending the debate this year, does that mean that uh, McGeehan can take questions and answer for him, asking for inquisitive uh, constituents? No, because <laughs> Lieutenant Governor McGeehan has also dropped out of the uh, debate. It's, it's not just absence, by the way. He has to be actually out of the state for her to be in full charge. Yeah. And, and 
That's clearly relative, <laughs> as, as we discovered last year. Um, Navy Nick writes in, if that is your real name, uh, Raul does not want to be attorney general. He wants to be governor. This is just a stepping stone for what he is really going for. Yeah. This is no reason to vote for him. All these people trying to get on Trump's coattail are going to fail. Trump is a bad man. When, when uh, Labrador uh, failed to be elected governor or, or even in the, in the primary, I, I don't remember ever seeing somebody look as surprised as he did. I think he really was genuinely expecting to win. To win. Well, I mean, it's it's nice if, you know, everybody in the race is expecting to win, but uh, it just really seemed to throw him that uh, I, I can't believe they didn't vote for me. You know, I'm, I just got out of Congress. Uh, Concerned Citizen says, credibility should have nothing to do with politics along with how much money you have. Any U.S. citizen should be able to run for any office. So let's not talk about credibility until there is an even playing field. Uh, and... As it stands, yes, any U.S. citizen, uh, as far as I know, is able to run for any office, providing that they uh, live in a certain area and meet the age requirement. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on Verizon Wireless. We'll uh, take a break here. Phone lines are open if you want to get through and participate in the show. You can also continue to uh, get emails and text in. Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. Uh, text line, of course, same as our main number. We'll take a break. We'll get to news here. Uh, something happened in the Idaho legislature that uh, a lot of us probably might not be aware of. It was a bill that passed very easily and was signed into law by Governor Brad Little last <laughs> I should, month. I should say, I wasn't aware any bills had passed. <laughs> um, this bill of interest to a lot of people, especially on shows that we have done in the past, and the amount of complaints we have heard about Homeowners Association. Mm-hmm. Um, HOAs. There, yes, there was a uh, HOA bill that was passed. Uh, we'll give you... Some of the details, what is in that particular bill, it could change uh, how you view your homeowners association and also, more importantly, how your your homeowners association may view you and your property. We'll get to that coming after news next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nine thirty-five. Good morning. He's Chris Weldon. I'm Mike Casper. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through to us today, take part in the show. I know legislature uh, quietly revamped the state's laws relating to homeowners associations this session. Did you know that? Yeah, and it, it looks like they took, you know, one percent of the teeth out of them. The bill passed the House overwhelmingly with a vote of 63 to 3. The Senate 34 to 1 signed into law by Governor Brad Little late last month. Uh, the bill, this is some of the things that it does, takes several pieces of Idaho code and consolidates them into a new Homeowners Association Act, along with a number of previous provisions. It adds new requirements for HOA meetings and financial disclosure. Each member of an HOA... So each owner of a property, piece of property, must be given a rundown of fees each year on or before January 1st. The HOA must also provide a copy of the association's financial statement to all members each year, and HOA members can ask for an up-to-date financial disclosure form at any time. It must be provided within 10 days. The code, now in one place, also makes it easier for HOA board members, administrators, and residents to seek and understand several pieces of Idaho code on HOAs. Idaho code, by the way, in case you didn't know, 
You know, a lot of people think that HOA rules all and is all. Idaho code trumps any HOA rules or CCRs. Which means, Creedence Clearwater Revival. which means that the following provisions cannot be enforced by an HOA. And we've seen this here in Idaho, where HOAs have tried to say, no, we do not allow solar panels on your house. You can't build a solar panel and furnish your own electricity. That's not allowed by the HOA. We don't allow religious displays unless you are, in fact, worshiping your homeowners association. Solar panels cannot be prohibited by an HOA, though some rules on its location and reasonable restrictions on the design are allowed, but an HOA can no longer say, you can't have solar panels. In our, we, we voted them out of our subdivision. You can't have them. Sorry. Political signs cannot be outlawed on homeowner property unless they threaten public health and safety or violate other laws or are accompanied by sound or music. How big so, would a sign have to be to... Threaten the public. public. Yeah. Threaten the public. Um, I don't know about this. I mean, I, I, I see people put up Christmas signs that, uh, you know, have um, sound or music, but I've mm-hmm. never seen a political sign that actually had sound or music. Flags of the state. We've, we've actually had people call and say their HOA doesn't allow... Uh, a, anything but an American flag. Anything but an American flag. So no state flag. Flags of the state. The U.S., no branches of the military. P-O-W-M-I-A flag. P-O-W-M-I-A flags cannot be prohibited. So they're protected now. They are protected. HOAs cannot add restrictions on rentals to properties without the agreement in writing of the property owner. However, if the restriction is in the covenants, conditions, and restrictions signed when the property is purchased, they are still valid and enforceable. So what this won't allow people to do is after they've lived there and say they say, you know what, I'm going to move out of here, but I bet this would make a great Airbnb or this would make a great rental. I'm going to start renting my place out. They can't do that. Huh? HOAs can't stop you from renting oh, your place out. They, they can't stop you. They can't stop you, you can't do that. as long as long as that wasn't there before you I bought just, the property. So they can't in the middle all of a sudden go, we don't like all the rentals here, so we're going to stop. Well, Mike, you, you've, you've lived in neighborhoods that had HOAs. Do you think Americans can handle all this freedom? It, it's going to be something new. I, I, I mean, I'll be 100% honest. I, I have had uh, a couple of fights over the years with uh, the HOA in my over, previous neighborhood. Over like, over like minutia, right? Um, over not having my garbage completely from display of somebody looking around the corner down the street. So, like, when you drove by a house, you couldn't see my garbage. They said that wasn't good enough because if you drive by at, at, the, a, at, at a certain the, angle, at that certain angle, and if you look under that tree, you can still see your garbage cans. And I go, that that's not hidden from you. I go, who's going to notice that? And I go, well, we noticed it. Um, I also got in trouble one time for too many dandelions in my yard. So this is sort of the anti-Karen law. Yeah, you could almost call it that. Uh, Anti-busybody law. By the way, new HOA. New HOA Act, like many laws passed by the uh, Idaho legislature, uh, will not go into effect uh, until July 1st. So, so on, the, it, on the 4th of July, you can put up whatever flags you want. But, exactly. But uh, until then, just the American flag. Of course, what would you want to put up on the 4th of July besides the American flag? I, uh, maybe don't tread on me or something. Yeah. People have a lot of flags. But I mean, we—I mean, we've had conversations about this before with HOAs and people. 
Um, even even American flags, we're not allowed to put up American flags on their own property, and it's like, why? This is America. Why weren't? Why? What's wrong with an American flag? What's wrong with an Idaho flag? Because, but there are HOAs here in the Treasure Valley that you, said no. Because they would say, if you do that, then it means we're not completely in control of you, <laughs> and we don't like that. You know, I, you're not wrong. You know, just based on the uh, HOAs that I I have been in, involved in, you know, because the HOA. That I lived in, we were there for 20 years, and it, it changed management, I think, three times during the time that we lived there, mm-hmm. and there were different people in charge of the HOA, um, you know, the, at various times, and man, you could really tell when a different company came or when a different board of directors became involved in an HOA, um, and, and I, I grant it, Everybody is going to live in different HOAs and have, you know, different things that they don't like. Um, in our, our particular HOA, if you, wanted to improve your, if you wanted to improve your house, even if you wanted to paint your house the exact same color that it you was. You still had to get permission? You had to not only get permission, but you had to pay a deposit. I liked what my uncle said. Of $250 for them and... and and to get the permission and you lost $50 of that deposit and it's like but I'm just painting it the same color and if you didn't paint it and the house started to look bad then you would get fined mm-hmm. because you're you didn't keep your house to looking good and it's like well you won't let me paint it the color I want but now you're going to fine me because when, I'm not painting it the color I want you know in Arizona uh they tend to go with xeriscaping and things like that and, and they they make things look like they belong in the desert even even housing projects and uh, where my uncle lived down there for several years, uh, the first time I ever was in there, he says, uh, as you can see, you can paint your house any color you want as long as it's beige. <laughs> how long are we? I'm glad you brought that up. How, f- how far away is the Treasure Valley from xeriscaping? Uh, I do know that more people are starting to do it simply because we can't count on uh, regular rainfall. We've got a lot of areas where a lot of building is going on, and the complaint is... You know that there's not enough water to, to be water able to support. Fine. Yeah, to be able to support all the new subdivisions that are going in because the the water table is is there's just not that much water there. What, when is it going to be a point? I, I don't think we've seen any place yet that I know of that requires that you are not able to put in lawns or that you have zero landscape. But there are places in Arizona, right, that are required. You are not a you are not allowed to put in lawn. I got a friend who lives in Michigan. I went and visited him. He lives, I don't know, maybe 100 feet from Lake, uh, whatever it is, Erie or whatever, whatever's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it was Lake Erie. Anyway, um, and we, we were talking about uh, having to water the lawn in, in Boise. And he didn't seem to understand the concept of watering your watering lawn. Watering your lawn. Because it's so humid there. Yeah. And, and and he was the one who told me that uh, the difference between here and where you live is uh, if you have a vacant lot, you can leave and come back in five years and there's still a vacant lot. <laughs> he says, if I leave for a month and come back, there's a forest on my lot. Interesting. I I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I mean, we just spent a month in, uh, or a month, a week last month in uh, Arizona. And, I mean, there was a very beautiful landscaping in a lot of places and very, well, very little lawn. Here's a question. Were you in Scottsdale? Um, I spent some time in Scottsdale. Okay, go other places. I we, we were staying in Chandler, as a matter of fact. Well, Chandler's nice, too. Chandler and Mesa. Um, I, I, you can do a lot of good things. And 
save a lot of money on water because lawns take a lot of water. Mm-hmm. They really do. Indeed, they do. But um, it's, it's weird driving around Phoenix. When you hit Scottsdale, all of a sudden you see grass. Yeah. Green grass. Yeah. Uh, because you got a whole bunch of golf courses in the Scottsdale area. And, <laughs> and, and the few people down there who have actually relocated cactus. Uh, a uh, text message in, 208-336-3700. Uh, this is uh, talking about yesterday being 420 and how much money um, you know is, is, is raised right across the border um, with taxing of the sale of marijuana. Said everyone brings up the amount uh, of money the government could make if they would just make it federally legal and start taxing it. That's greed talking, not principle. As long as it's federally illegal, maintain that, maintain that law. If the law changes and prior to potentially legalizing it in Idaho, have the rules and laws in place. And most importantly, ensure there is a valid test to establish under the influence while driving. Only then put it to a vote of the Idaho people. Personally, I absolutely hate the smell of pot when in the same area, sidewalk, passing people, etc., who are smoking it or reek of it. I think, do you think that is one of the, the biggest drawbacks right now is that there is not a, a very easy test to test for people under the influence who might be driving under the influence of marijuana? I, I don't know. The, the, the way I think about it is uh, the, you know, the, the time that you should get tested is when you're trying to walk away from an accident or something. You, you know, because you can't just pull people over randomly and that's say, what, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to test you for marijuana. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, I don't know. Do you, have, do you have any? No, I don't. Well, can I believe you? No. I. It, it'll be interesting to see if there is, and I know, I know that they're working on developing tests as of right now because you have more and more states where this is being approved, you know, uh, recreationally. Mm-hmm. And the big fear is it, that people drive under the influence of marijuana and you know yeah. there's there's from, from not a, I, not a breathalyzer that is made for it right True. now like you have for alcohol but from what i understand people you know uh, who have been smoking marijuana for the most part especially the ones who are veterans uh, doing it uh, they tend to you know there are jokes that they tend to drive like 5 to 10 miles per hour because they get paranoid about police following them so they're trying not to break any laws at all and they don't really swerve like drunks do. And, and they also don't speed and run through lights like drunks do. Unfortunately, driving 5 to 10 miles an hour in a 50-mile-an-hour zone is also, just as dangerous as yeah. driving 70 miles an hour. Also is a big hazard. So. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 under Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. We've got one more segment on the way. Final chance to get through if you would like to do that right now. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. <laughs> uh, here, here's somebody who obviously does not win, uh, live within a homeowners association. Uh, that's Marine Bob says, uh, Chris and Mike, I don't care what my homeowners association rules are. I double dog anyone to tell me to take down my Marine Corps flag. Here's the thing, and I don't, I mean, they can't do that now, um, but before... Well, they can't do it as of July 1st. Yeah, July 1st. But before, here's the deal. Uh, I, I could say the same thing. It's like, you're not going to make me hide this inside my garage in the middle of summer talking about my garbage pan. I don't want my garage to be stinking to the high heavens. However, what they can do is they can fine you, mm-hmm. and they can continue to fine you. Ma- mainly because you signed the contract with them. 
And you can refuse to pay that and say, go ahead, make me. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, after a while, they put a lien on your house, and they can eventually take your home. And the court rules against you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you ever sell your home, they can go and get all that money back when you sell your home. So, yeah, it's 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 an unfortunate thing, but, uh, you know, I mean, they have their place. Look, I, I don't want somebody coming in and, and building a, a Barbie castle next to me, all pink and everything that, you know, standing out in the neighborhood. I grant, granted it's there, but I mean, I, you know, I want my neighborhood to look good or, you know, I don't want them sitting there building cars and, and leaving, you know, cars up on racks for years and years on end or letting the grass grow. So it's eight till it's eight feet tall. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm a kid again. So there, I mean, there is, you know, reasonable things that HOAs do. I'm not saying they're all bad, but there are sometimes they just, you know, go out of their way to not. I've never lived anywhere where there's a, a homeowners association. You're lucky. Crow from Nampa, I got y'all beat. Let's I put live it this in, way. I've never lived any place nice enough to have a homeowners association. Crow from Nampa says, I got y'all beat. I live in an HOA that, that I'm not allowed to park my tar- park in my driveway overnight. What? Yeah, you have to be in the garage. You can't park in your drive. What happens if you have a friend over? There's not room in your garage. And there are and there are HOAs uh, that say that you can't have your door, you know, your garage door open while you're in the garage working. That's just a no-no. You've got to be hidden from, you know, all that stuff has to be hidden all the time. See, those are the power-hungry people. Now, that that I have a problem where, with. Where where my parents used to live in Twin Falls, they they uh, of course, of course, you know, they uh both passed on, but they have a neighbor who right now, for some reason, is parking a semi-trailer in his yard. And I, I didn't go over there when I saw that and inquire because I thought, well, this might be a story I don't want to know, but I do wish they'd move it, but we don't have an HOA. You uh, shouldn't call the police. That's what happened to us. And tell them what? I don't know what they told that them, but they knocked on our door at 6 yeah, o'clock in the morning. That guy parked something on his own property, and I'm... My uh, angry. my wife's uh, aunt, her uh, boyfriend was a truck driver, and uh, every once in a while they would drive through the area and say, hey, we want to come see you for the night, and they would come and they would park their, their semi, um, you know, out in, a, in our roadway in front of our house. Just park it there, just overnight. Yeah. I mean, they were there, they, didn't, they weren't there for a week, they weren't for there for days. Um, you would think this would be an HOA be thing, but one morning, it, my wife hears a... At six o'clock in the morning, and she's just getting out of the shower. Goes down. It's the police, and it's like, "Is that your truck?" And she, she's like, "Do I look like a truck driver?" Because <laughs> that's the that's the sort of answer they're looking for at that time of the exactly. morning. She wasn't too happy either um, that they came that early. But uh, yeah, somebody had called the police and said there's a par- truck but parked she, out but there. But she still likes you. Um, apparently. Okay. Um, we've made it 20 years. So anyway, I'm going to wrap things up here. Don't forget tomorrow morning. We are, uh, at the uh, hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale plumbing. We'll be at granny C's coming up tomorrow morning. Hillcrest shopping center invites you to stop on by and join us. Also granny C's sweet deal tomorrow morning. We're on break. We'll talk to you then.